Welcome into A to Z Sports, powered by TennesseeTickets.com. I'm Austin Stanley. He is Zach Bingham. Make sure you follow us on Twitter, at A to Z Sports, and you like our Facebook page, at A to Z Sports Nashville. We are Nashville's on-demand sports talk network, and we go live every weekday morning at 8 Central Time. Got to thank our sponsors because they make everything happen for our show, for our business, and they help you guys out with some big-time concerts, tickets going on sale Friday at 10. Uh, TennesseeTickets.com is where to get your Rolling Stones concert tickets, and to get your tickets for Dave Chappelle and Joe Rogan uh, hitting Bridgestone Arena in April. TennesseeTickets.com, you will save money by using TennesseeTickets.com in two ways. One, uh, no hidden fees, unlike those other websites. And two, promo code AZ10 for $10 off any ticket purchase at TennesseeTickets.com. Renters Warehouse, the professional landlords in the Nashville area, RentersWarehouse.com is where to go to find out how much your home can rent for. There are alternatives to selling your home. Renting your home out, you can build and continue to build extra equity in that home you already build, uh, own by using RentersWarehouse.com. You're gaining equity in your home faster than you have in over a decade here in Nashville. Don't just sell it and be done with it. RentersWarehouse.com is where to go. Mandu. Mandu is the pulse of fitness because one 15-minute workout at Mandu simulates five-plus hours in the weight room. That's right. 15-minute workout, full-body electronic muscle stimulation. That, along with the science of the in-body analysis, can help you achieve your fitness goals in 2020. I promise you that. Just follow the science, and you will see your body change. Mandu.com, your first workout is absolutely free. Now, Zach got diagnosed with his bone spur uh, earlier in the week on his toe. I have a bone spur on my shoulder. Hard for me to do, like, regular bench press or something like that, but at Mandu, no biggie, no problem, no problem whatsoever actually helping out that bone spur so mandu.com yeah shout out to mandu actually amy who uh, is one of the trainers for mandu yep i was talking to her about my toe last week and yes. kind of she kind of pushed me to go to the doctor a yes. couple other people this weekend were like hey you need to go get it checked out and i did now i know my full toe diagnosis and now i'm just waiting i'm trying to figure out what is the best decision for me, myself, and my body. And I t- know I know one good decision is that's doing Mando on a consistent basis. That, that's true. All right, A to Z Sports. So here we are. This NFL offseason kind of feels like an NBA offseason. There are so many big names who are going to hit the free agent market and are potentially going to hit the free agent market where I feel like the, the NFL will drastically change from in one offseason kind of like what the NBA has become over the last several years. So here are just the notable names of quarterbacks who are scheduled to hit free agency next month. No particular order. Tom Brady, Drew Brees, Dak Prescott, Ryan Tannehill, Phillip Rivers, Jameis Winston, Marcus Mariota, Teddy Bridgewater, Case Keenum. Those guys are all unrestricted free agents scheduled to hit the market in March. It's a lot of names that have won a lot of football games, thrown a lot of touchdowns, and in some cases thrown a lot of interceptions in Jameis Winston. We'll talk about Jameis and Mariota head-to-head later on in the show. But which of these quarterback storylines intrigues you guys the most? Because there's a lot of options to pick from. I've got mine, Zach. I know you have yours. How do you feel about this year's free agent quarterback situation across the league? I'll just go ahead and disclose you compared it to the NBA here, I think is the massive difference between the NFL and the NBA when it comes to free agency right now on February 12th, 2020, it feels like that March 16th is the day that free agency officially opens. We'll know a lot of where people are going to go, but I think my gut 
Philip Rivers is not going back to the Chargers. Like we know that's for sure going to right. They that Adam Schefter has reported that. But overall, I do think a lot of these quarterbacks will stay in place. Now, a couple of them will leave. Mariota's going to find a new team. I wouldn't be surprised if Jameis finds finds a new team, but we don't really know. But I think the one intriguing factor with that said, I think Drew Brees is going to stay in New Orleans. Tom Brady and Dak Prescott will discuss. But the fact, I've got to go with my most intriguing storyline with what I actually know, the factual information. And that is Phillip Rivers. What do I know about Phillip Rivers? He's got a bunch of kids, first of all. But Phillip Rivers has moved from California to Florida. He's not going to be an L.A. Ram or an L.A. Charger. That's not going to happen. So I look at why did he do that before he knew the team that he was going to play for? Maybe he is willing to commute. Maybe he's willing to leave his family for a period of time. I don't know. Or maybe he's setting himself up to really be interested in three teams, the three Florida teams, the Dolphins, the Jags, and the Bucks. My most intriguing storyline is a pan personal. It's got to be. Why? Because it's my storyline. Right. Yeah, yeah. Because you're a Tampa Bay Buccaneer fan, and maybe Phillip Rivers could be quarterbacking your team moving forward. That's the number one storyline, in my opinion, yeah, 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 is yeah. the possibility of Phillip Rivers going and hitching his wagon to Bruce Arians, and the Bucs have a lot of, uh, of cap space going into this offseason to pair him with a good running game. They got better throughout the year. But when you have a quarterback that throws 30 picks, you ain't going to win football games. It's just not going to happen. So Phillip Rivers, I know he's long in the tooth, but I do think, and we've seen this before, it's that bridge quarterback. We talk a lot about the Titans. If they do re-sign Tannehill, going out and drafting another, another younger quarterback so Tannehill can go for a couple of seasons, figure out who he is, and have his replacement. I think that should be the scenario for the Bucks moving into this offseason. Yeah. I would be a happy camper <laughs> if number 17 was donning a little pewter in red going into 2020, and then they drafted a quarterback. I think, for me, that's my most intriguing scenario. Jared says you're trading one interception king for another, going but from Jameis to Rivers. Jameis now, throws more. Yeah, Jameis threw 30. Phillip Rivers, according to Sal and Donnie, Donald, I think, on uh, Periscope, says he threw 20 this past year. That's 10. And you know how many picks that Jameis Winston threw at the end of the game to lose the Bucks the freaking game? About three or four. Those four, those are wins versus losses. It started with the 49ers in week one. He did yeah. that against Atlanta. I mean, he did that multiple times where he got picked off in the fourth quarter in key moments. Phillip Rivers, I trust more than Jameis Winston. Uh, Assad says literally it would be the same thing if he went to the Bucs as he was on the Chargers. Now, the, the Bucs, the here, Chargers no, have Keenan Allen. The Bucs had Mike Evans. But two Both years are, ago, you weren't speaking that rhetoric there. What's his name? Uh, Assad. Assad. You weren't, yeah, but two uh, years when the, at you know, Phillip Rivers' age is a lot. Like, but the LA Chargers were 13 and 3 2 years ago. I mean, they were they had home field advantage. Now, I look, I understand they lost to the Patriots in the AFC Championship game. They got boat raced, but I think it still showed that Philip Rivers with a good team around him. You know what's great? Mike Evans and Chris Godwin. That's pretty damn good. Cameron Brait as a a tight end. You don't have to worry about Antonio Gates. You now have Cameron Brait. 
look, the Bucks have some issues, but for me, that is my number one story. All right, A to Z Sports, we're asking you guys, we'll get to your comments here shortly, uh, what quarterback storyline are you most intrigued and interested in around the NFL this offseason? Mikey's got a good one that we'll touch on. Scott says Rivers has a bunch of kids and a bunch of interceptions. That's what we know about him. We'll talk about some of these others. Uh, I think uh, somebody brought up... Is that uh, not intriguing to it, you? Gonna, I know it's more I, to I me. I want to talk more about the Philip Rivers stuff for a second before I move to my most interesting storyline with quarterbacks this NFL offseason. But what about the Indianapolis Colts for Phillip Rivers? Jacoby Brissett got a contract extension uh, early in the season when he was winning a few games, but I think everybody knows, and their GM also did not say Jacoby Brissett's our guy. He did not emphatically come out with that message. So I think the Colts are willing to upgrade from Brissett if the right upgrade is available. Would Phillip Rivers be better in Indianapolis? I mean, because he's an older guy. At some point, his arm strength will start to deteriorate. It already kind of has. He's now kind of like Peyton later on in his career, where Peyton was thriving off of timing. That's what Phillip Rivers is doing. And you're also in Lucas Oil Stadium. You're in a controlled temperature environment. Uh, where in, in Tampa, it might be nice and warm and all that, but you've got wind and potential rain there where Philip Rivers has to deal with that. Ah, oh, come on. But no, I'm, I'm just throwing this out. That, that, that Colts, you can throw that out. Because the Colts' <laughs> offensive line is better than the Bucks' offensive line. Yes, well, but the Bucks' offense is better than the Colts' offense. The Bucks' offense. offensive weapons are better than the Colts' offensive weapons. Right. Now, I like what the Colts have done. T.Y. Hilton, when healthy, good, but when healthy is very important. Jack Doyle has blossomed into a really good player. Uh, Eric Ebron finished the year on IR, but we saw what he did the year before with Andrew Luck. They've got Paris Campbell. They've got some young pieces on that offense. Marlon Mack, a good running back. They don't back. have Chris Godwin and but Mike they got a good defense, and they got a good head coach. There's an offensive mind in Frank Reich. Bruce Arians. They, no, again, I'm, I gotta look. I, I gotta think, support my guys. I, I think the Bucks and the Colts are the most intriguing landing spots, in my opinion, for Philip Rivers. Yeah, and you know what? They impact me a great deal. One is the team that I cover in the Titans in the same division. The other one is uh, my team. So that, that's why I do love this scenario. Philip Rivers. Look, he's gonna give you two years. I, he's not. Like so he's is this, waning. Yeah. So who wants that? Who wants the duct tape? You do. Yeah. Is Tampa ready to do anything with Phillip Rivers in the next two well, years? Well, because we know what Jameis Winston or is. Or is that just going to delay the inevitable of the Bucs having to draft a quarterback in the first round two years from now when they could be doing it earlier? Maybe on? so, but they haven't had to draft a quarterback in the last five years because they've paid Jameis Winston his number one overall contract. Okay. Like, uh, yeah, I mean, this is, I mean, you know more about the Bucs situation than I do. I'm just thinking that two years, like, I, I feel like the Colts are set up to win The Bucs just now. need to make the freaking playoffs. I know, but the Colts are set up to win more now because that's what they're planning on doing with Andrew Luck. No, but or, but or are they? I think that's the question with the Colts because we now know the landscape of the AFC. Houston's better because of Deshaun Watson. You've got Lamar Jackson in Baltimore. Patrick Mahomes just won the Super Bowl. Then Ryan Tannehill and the Titans, if they re-sign Tannehill and Derrick Henry, that's something that's not nothing. There, there are other but teams. The, but the Colts, again. The Raiders are trending up now that they're in Las Vegas. I think they improved vastly over the last couple of years. I, there yeah, are I'm teams, saying, right? If I'm Phillip Rivers, I think that it's better for me to go to the Colts than it is to go to, for me to go to the Tampa Bay Buccaneers. Why? If I go to the Buccaneers, it's because I want to be closer to my nine kids and wife. That's huge. Florida, which is a very important. That's massive. And I want to get one more contract, and I'm not too worried about winning a title or getting further than he's Look ever at the NFC South, Austin. You've got 
Cam Newton, uh, he not playing for the Panthers probably. Who knows? Right. The Panthers, Panthers got they, – they, 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 Cam they, Newton's not even anybody we've mentioned they, today. They hit the contract. reset button. The Atlanta Falcons have problems. I don't know what the Falcons' the problems Falcons are. The Falcons played a lot better later in the year than they did earlier, and they did not fire Dan Quinn, but it feels like they're one year away from firing Dan Right, Quinn. so that's up in limbo. Then it's the Saints. Yeah. The Saints, we're going to talk about them here in a second. But the Saints are there. I'm not sitting here looking past the Saints, but the Saints are getting older, right? They're not getting any younger. So I think that there's an opportunity, again, to compete in the division possibly with New Orleans I know that's a stretch, but the wild card. I think the wild card could be attainable. If you're if you're Phillip Rivers, I think the Tampa Bay Buccaneers are the best choice, and it goes back to what you said in the beginning. It's all about family. It's all about family for Phillip. And we know he values he does. every single solitary one of his kids and his wife. All right, so uh, we're going to get to this more. Uh, I, Zach said the one quarterback storyline he's most interested in is Philip Rivers storyline where we know Philip Rivers is moving somewhere else away from the Chargers so what is yours going to get more to your comments and my most interesting quarterback storyline this offseason coming up now but first renterswarehouse.com that's where you should head if you want to find out how much your home can rent for because there are alternatives to selling your home when you move because when you sell your home all that equity you've built up that's a one-time transaction poof and it's gone but you can gain and build long-term wealth by renting your house out to others who pay your mortgage and then some. That's an extra cash flow for you and your family. And you continue to build that equity that you've been building since you've owned your home in the Nashville market. Keep building that equity because you're building it faster than you have in a decade plus. And RentersWarehouse.com can do everything for you. They find the tenants. They warranty those tenants. They go on all the maintenance calls. They finish the maintenance calls. And they find the next tenants after they move out. RentersWarehouse.com is where to go. It is eSports. We're powered by TennesseeTickets.com. Friday, 10 a.m., Rolling Stones tickets go on sale, as well as uh, Joe Rogan and Dave Chappelle. That is going to be hilarious at Bridgestone Arena. TennesseeTickets.com. Promo code AZ10 gets you $10 off at checkout. All right, A to Z Sports. Uh, Zach says he's most interested in what happens with Phillip Rivers this offseason when you're talking about all these quarterback storylines because Brady, Breeze, Prescott, Tannehill, Rivers, Winston, Mariota, Bridgewater, Keenum are all hitting the market as unrestricted free agents. The one that I'm most interested in is not, it doesn't have to deal with just one quarterback. It has to deal with three quarterbacks, one team. And that is because all three quarterbacks are hitting some type of free agency on this roster. That's the New Orleans Saints. Drew Brees, contract up. Teddy Bridgewater, contract up. Taysom Hill, their gadget player, their Swiss Army knife, restricted free agent. So there's a difference there, and the Saints can hold on to Taysom Hill uh, for a lot cheaper of a price. Now, a team can come in and offer Taysom Hill a, a, a contract offer to pull him away. But this, I think, creates the most dominoes. Because if Drew Brees decides to retire, for, there's so many different situations and layers with the Saints yeah. situation. So let's just knock this one off first. If Drew Brees decides to retire, which I don't think is going to happen, well, where do the Saints go? Do they go with Bridgewater or do they go with Taysom Hill? But I, think, uh, I, I do think that Drew Brees is going to come back to the Saints and not retire. So now, where do the Saints go? Do the Saints decide to try to keep Teddy Bridgewater as like the most expensive backup to have him be the quarterback of the future? Or do they roll with Taysom Hill and actually start to trust him as a quarterback and not just a trip play machine? Because I, I, that's a big step for Sean Payton. Because what happened, what happened earlier this year 
with Drew Brees. He got hurt. They, he missed five games with a thumb injury. Teddy Bridgewater went 5-0. and The Saints still made the playoffs. Lost somehow on wildcard weekend to the Vikings. But I think the Saints are a, are a big-time player in the NFC with Drew Brees. I think it's way too expensive to go Drew Brees and Teddy Bridgewater. So if you're rolling the dice with Drew Brees and Taysom Hill and maybe Drew Brees hits a wall or some other injury happens, now you're going out there with Taysom Hill that hasn't really done much as a, as a traditional quarterback. And then where does Teddy Bridgewater go from there? Does Teddy Bridgewater now hit the open market? Does he go to a place where he's going to get starter money? How does, that, how does that create a domino effect around the league if Bridgewater is on the open market or if Taysom Hill uh, is not? Uh, on the open market. Too. I could personally care less where Teddy Bridgewater goes. It's just not a guy that I'm fascinated with. I do think that the probable scenario is Breeze comes back, Taysom Hill is your backup. That's not a bad scenario. Taysom Hill has shown, and one of the things that we do know about Taysom Hill in interviews, he wants the opportunity. Sure, but he's he not going to get the opportunity because he's a restricted free agent. As you said, there is a difference. And teams are not just going to hitch their wagon. It's way too big of a risk to say, Taysom Hill, he's 28, 29. He's 29 years old. You're not going to hitch your wagon to a 29-year-old unproven Who's quarterback. He's never really done anything as a quarterback. Right? And so the, that's, the best that, scenario... That's why I'm interested in it, but because it's be, so unique. But the best scenario is Taysom Hill stays as the backup, and if something happens with Drew Brees, that's where he gets his opportunity. If something doesn't, you go on, the Saints do what but they do, like, and then Hill moves on. I just feel on. like the Saints have such a window of opportunity to do, actually do something. They wasted it against the Vikings in the playoffs. That's... But that the has Saints, nothing to do with the Saints anything. are ready to win now. And so? are you willing to have Taysom Hill as your only backup when you saw what Bridgewater could do? I, I find it interesting because there's so many different parts of this, of the Saints story, because it, it impacts three quarterbacks on the same team. But one Drew Brees is the, one, is the guy. You've said it yourself. You don't think Drew Brees is going to leave. So that's why I'm not really that interested in this scenario because Drew Brees is going to be the quarterback of the New Orleans Saints Come week one. Here's a funny question from Ethan Ramsey. He says, how do the Saints GM allow all three quarterbacks to be free agents at the same time? Well, Taysom Hill's an undrafted free agent, so he has a different structure compared to the other guys. And I feel like he kind of was thinking that, all right, if Drew Brees hits free agency, then maybe we're ready to move on from him, and then we can actually pay Teddy Bridgewater to be a, our starter of the future. Uh, it kind of blew up in his face because he's in a hard spot right now of trying to figure out what he wants to do. Is it worth Drew Brees to pay him like $35 million a year for the next two years as he's in his 40s now, like Tom Brady's age? Or do you want to move on and have Bridgewater be your building block? And Damon and Zach bring up some examples. He says Bridgewater to the Panthers. That's Damon's suggestion. And Zach says Bridgewater to the Chargers. There will be a team that takes a chance on Teddy Bridgewater just because he's not a fully proven commodity, but... He had a very successful year at the Vikings way back when before he got hurt in practice. And as you referenced, five wins, five starts, that's impressive. I know the Saints are a good football team, but being able to say that you did that is something. It's not nothing. Uh, Kevin says, I think the Saints are doing themselves a disservice if they limit Hill to just being the quarterback. That's a good point. Because if the Saints are trying to win now and Taysom Hill is your backup, how much are you willing to risk his health by putting him out there in these gadget but plays? But he, he, he's got a passion. and He does. He, and I think every coach wants a Taysom Hill on their football team because that guy will do everything for you. He's 
going to make plays in some way. You can be creative with him, and it causes headaches for opposing defenses. Everybody wants that type of player, that type of mentality from a player, but your backup quarterback, you have to make sure that guy's ready to be, to be the starter on any given play and that you're not trying to get him hurt running a double reverse, whatever. And that's what they've, that's what's helped. They've scored touchdowns. Like they've put up points with Taysom Hill's special packages and gadget plays. And so would you be willing to get rid of that because he's your backup, full-time backup? Now? Ethan throwing a little bonus shade at the Saints GM saying, how has he still not found a competent number two wide receiver? That's a, that's a uh, legit. Right well, I, I think to answer that question, I, I understand why you would say that, but Alvin Kamara has fixed a lot of your problems, right? Like Michael Thomas is maybe the best wide receiver in football. Correct. I that, That's a pretty good argument right and then you have one of the best you talk about Swiss Army Knives in Alvin Kamara that makes your focus on other things now I yeah you can go out and get a number two I bet you that's going to be a priority I've seen a lot of mock drafts that have had the Saints drafting a wide receiver mm -hmm. because they need that guy they were willing to trade away Brandon Cooks you remember that was a big trade after the second year back-to-back thousand-yard seasons the Saints general manager says, look, we're going to trade and get some value for Brandon Cooks. He's then jumped around to teams, to the Patriots, to the Rams, and so on. I think that was a big move to say we don't value the number two wide receiver position for Drew Brees as much as something else. Still weird, though. A to Z Sports here live on a Wednesday talking free agent quarterbacks. I got two other things. We, we've talked a lot about Drew Brees. We've talked a lot about... Uh, the Saint situation. We've talked a lot about Philip Rivers' situation. We have not touched on Brady, Prescott, Tannehill, and a couple others. So, Zach, we'll do that next. Where do the Titans' Tannehill situation wind up in our interest level on this list? And then also what's going on with Tom Brady, Dak Prescott as well. But first, tell the fine folks about TennesseeTickets.com. Not just limited to the state of Tennessee, by the way. Yes, you can get tickets anywhere that you are. Okay, go to TennesseeTickets.com and just search. They've got a search bar. They're trusted, and they're much better than the other ticket guys. They just are, okay? Plus, you're going to $10 off right there, AZ10 at checkout. They have zero hidden fees. If you see the price, that is what you're paying. I mean, that's it. When you see the price on StubHub or Ticketmaster, that's not the price that you're paying. Like, come on. And I know a lot of you guys have taken our advice. You've heeded our advice. You've gone to Tennessee Tickets, and you've saved a bunch of money. Use our promo code AZ10 at checkout. It'll save you $10. You can go 10 a.m. The Rolling Stones tickets at Nissan Stadium, they go on sale on Friday. And also, Joe Rogan and Dave Chappelle, which is going to be a hilarious show at Bridgestone Arena this spring. They go on sale at 10 a.m. on Friday. We're hooking you up. $10 off. Promo code AZ10. All right, A to Z Sports. Three names that we have not really discussed yet on the show. Free agent uh, quarterback storylines. These three names. Tom Brady, Dak Prescott, Ryan Tannehill. How are the... How are you... What's your interest level and where these three guys land? Obviously, we're Nashville's on-demand sports talk network, and so we're very interested in what happens with Ryan Tannehill because of what it does to the team we cover and the team that you guys, our fan base, our audience mostly cares about. But NFL-wide, Brady, Prescott, Tannehill, how do you feel about these three names? I can easily break this down. Very, very easily. We'll start with the GOAT, 
show some respect to Tom Brady. I'm interested to hear his mindset. What is he thinking? Is he toying with everybody's emotion? Because one thing I get sick and tired of. Look, I get it. It's the middle of February. We're all itching for some football talk that has nothing to do with the XFL. But Tom Brady... It's Tom Brady to the Raiders. Tom Brady to the Chargers. Oh, Tom Brady was spotted with Giselle at Montgomery Bell Academy. Oh, those rumors are false. Oh, he's going to the Titans because of Mike Vrabel. Now it's Tom Brady to the Cowboys. It's just so ridiculous. I think Tom Brady will go back to the Patriots. I think he's intrigued with the idea to go to another team. But I also think that he's trying to pressure the Patriots into giving him better weapons, better options to throw the football to get him back to a Super Bowl to end his career. So that's how I think about Tom Brady. Interested in what his mindset is, but eventually I think he'll go back to the Patriots. So I saw a comment saying that all three of these guys will go back to the team they played with last year. So to Dak Prescott, the one thing I'm interested in is how much money is Jerry Jones going to have to pay Dak Prescott? Because being the quarterback for the Dallas Cowboys just means more. It's just like the SEC. It does. You're going to get paid top dollar because you can make a lot more money for your franchise. If you've ever been to Dallas, I was there a couple of weeks ago. If you go by AT&T Stadium, Dak Prescott with Miller Lite, boom. It's just, it's all over the place. The marketing dollars for the Cowboys is unmatched. So I'm curious to see what kind of check Jerry Jones is willing to give Dak Prescott. Dak Prescott put up some incredible numbers. And Dak's not going anywhere. He put up you don't of, leave the opportunity to play for the Dallas Cowboys. Dak wants to be the Dallas Cowboys starting quarterback because of what you just said. He but should. It's, it's not a two-way street. It's, that's just a one-way street no, right there. No, it's a two-way street. Well, no, Jerry I, Jones wants Dak Prescott, no, and Dak Prescott wants I'm Jerry Jones. I'm saying like Dak Prescott understanding what the Dallas Cowboys does for his brand is a one-way street. Now, obviously, what can Dak Prescott do and where can he take the Dallas Cowboys? That's another thing. So I was looking at NFL.com earlier this morning because they ranked every quarterback that started a game in 2019. So there's like 48 quarterbacks that started a game in 2019. They ranked them based off performance. It was a group of people at NFL.com that came through with the rankings. Now, now I was surprised because Dak Prescott was like second or first in the NFL in passing yards. Dak Prescott was 11th. On this list, when it comes to all of his numbers, uh, where how he impacted his team. Well, did, I games, mean, if you watch lose. if you watch the Cowboys games, you know it rings true that I'm not surprised about that. Watch the Cowboys game at the New York Jets. Watch the Thanksgiving Day game against the Buffalo Bills. Dak Prescott was not good in those games. He threw for a lot of yards. He threw 30 touchdown passes, which is a big time number. But when it mattered. He could not win games against the Eagles. Against the Eagles to make the playoffs, and they just had to be nine and seven. Like they just had to get to like they could have made it an eight and eight, but they just had to get to nine and seven with all this talent around them, and they could not do it. And Dak Prescott statistically was pretty phenomenal, but in situations he did not come up big. And so, what does Jerry Jones want? Like, you asked the question, what does Tom Brady want? Like, what is Tom Brady's objective? And you think it's just to get the Patriots to spend more money on weapons? What does Jerry Jones want? Jerry Jones wants a Super Bowl. The Cowboys, Amari Cooper might not be back, but Zeke's under a long-term contract. Michael Gallup, 
as growing as, as a pretty solid receiver there. They've got some other solid young pieces on offense. The offensive line is put together. The Cowboys offense is ready to win now. G-Man on base brings up uh, Jason Garrett getting let go and bringing in Mike McCarthy. They didn't bring in the young gun. They brought in a proven offensive head coach to take them to the next step. Tom For Brady, Dak Prescott. For Dak Prescott. Or, yeah, I mean, I think that's the most likely. But I think the Cowboys, if Tom Brady is serious about leaving New England, I think the Cowboys would make a lot of sense. Now, the likelihood of that happening is not very high. It makes zero that. sense. If Tom Brady is going to leave New England and New England is off the table, I think the Cowboys would rank high on his options. I think that would be ridiculous because I think what Tom Brady values is not crazy owners. And look, Robert Kraft has, has his fair share of crazy. Ma massage parlors. But going in and working for Jerry Jones is not the ideal situation, I think, for Tom Brady. So that's why that is completely ridiculous. That's why it drives me nuts when these first take hacks and undisputed hacks sit there because they have nothing else good to talk about. And they literally, they throw spaghetti at the freaking TV screen with Tom Brady to the Cowboys. And they talk about it every that, that's damn Cowboy day. Great Michael Irvin, who went on Boston radio and talked about how he's heard from people. Again, because he's got Tom nothing Brady. else better to talk about because it's February you know, 12th. That's the reason why. That's why I think it's ridiculous. I think it makes the most sense. Dak Prescott will sign with the Dallas Cowboys. It's just about the amount of money. Tom Brady, in my opinion, will sign with the New England Patriots as long as they give him surrounding pieces so he doesn't have to deal, speaking right. of hacks, but so he doesn't have to deal with a bunch of hacks on the wide side where Nikhil Harry can't stay healthy or catch a pass. Right. The Cowboys' offensive line is better than the Patriots' offensive line. The Patriots' offensive this line is This is a ridiculous conversation. The Cowboys' weapons are better than the Patriots' weapons. The Cowboys' defense is good enough. The Patriots' defense is better. But I, I feel like... If Tom Brady is leaving New England, the Cowboys would be a place that no, made sense. it's stupid for the Cowboys to do this. Would, you, you're talking about Tom Brady. Let's stop talking about okay, Tom Brady. So Let's it, talk about the Cowboys. So it, it would be, be asinine to give up Dak Prescott to go for a 40-plus-year-old quarterback that, let's just face it, Tom Brady is past his prime. He's an unbelievable quarterback. He's the GOAT. But as we talk about it, father time is undefeated. It's only a matter of time before he hits a wall. Everybody has it, okay? It's just the facts. It would be stupid for the Dallas Cowboys to, to give up the young, talented quarterback that they drafted themselves. This is stupid. I need to stop talking about this because I'm starting to get upset. Like, why are you, why? No, answer me that, Austin. Answer if you want to bring this to the table, why would the Cowboys do this? Because if the, why why have the Cowboys allow, allowed this contract situation to get to where it is? It's not what I asked. Well, that, it's not what I asked. I know, but that, because maybe they don't feel all in on Dak Prescott. No, it's because Dak Prescott is asking for the most money, which he should because he knows the value of being the quarterback for the Dallas freaking Cowboys. Answer the question. Why would the Cowboys want to give up on Dak Prescott and go for a 40-something-year-old Tom Brady? If they don't think Dak Prescott can win a Super Bowl, do they think Dak Prescott can win a Super Bowl? Do they? I, I don't know. I mean, I, this is because maybe they don't. Maybe they do. Maybe they don't. 
I don't know. That's not how you set up and structure football franchises. That is stupid. You do not go for Tom Brady when you have Dak Prescott. Dak Prescott led if if he wasn't very good last year, like wasn't very good. He was statistically good. He was situationally not good. He was statistically outstanding. Okay. Let's just no, face it. I was it. just using the word. But good and good. outstanding is different. Good. good and great is well, different. You said if he was good last year. So I was using your words there to, for the comparison. Statistically was Overall, he was. Yes. Situationally, no. They could not win the games that mattered in the end of the season where they were trying to get a playoff berth. And so they what did they do? They win the division. They, but they went out and corrected the coach because they felt like Jason Garrett was holding Dak Prescott back. This, I hope to God, that this is the last time we talk about Tom Brady, possibly the Cowboys. I love talking about the Cowboys. I talk about Dak Prescott, Amari Cooper, Ezekiel Elliott, until I'm blue in the face. That would really rev my engines. But talking about this asinine thing so that Tom Brady to the Cowboys? So Come Jimmy, on. Jimmy says Jerry would give up Dak for two years in the playoffs with Brady. No brainer for Jerry Jones. That No, that's wrong. We'll find out what happens. And look, I will stand on this stage if Tom Brady signs with the Dallas Cowboys. God, I'll keel over. But th- <laughs> th- th- that's not going to happen. Juan's taking shots at you there on Periscope. Never makes a point, Juan. What the hell? are you? T- I've literally given you factual evidence and information. What are you talking about points, bud? That's all I do. Kevin says Jerry Jones is holding the Cowboys back. How do you feel about that comment? I, I don't disagree with that. You can give that man a like. I think at times Jerry Jones gets in the way of his company. And that happens a lot, right? That's not just football. A lot of times when CEOs, very successful businessmen, they know how they got there. And Jerry Jones won three Super Bowls with Jerry Jones being the general manager. And he feels that he can still do that. He gets in his own way. I do think he needs to seek some guidance and say, look, I need to give up some of these football ops, these decisions to somebody else. But he's not going to do that. Jeff Rubel brings this up. He says, this is the best NFL offseason in a long while. A really good combine. The Vegas is hosting the draft. The quarterback free agency even throws in the XFL. A lot of spice going on. With the NFL free agency, which is why I said it feels more like the NBA this offseason than it has in a long time in the NFL. All right, so we've talked about Tom Brady and we've talked about Dak Prescott. The third guy you mentioned, yes. something probably a little bit closer to this show right. because we are now Nashville's on-demand sports ne- network, which is Ryan Tannehill. Yeah. The one thing that I'm curious about Ryan Tannehill, I've talked about it, Tom Brady's mindset about his weapons and where he's going, Dak Pres- Prescott's contract, for Ryan Tannehill, Juan, I'm talking to you, spitting some some facts or whatever you want to know, making points. I'll make a point right here. So listen up. Ryan Tannehill, I'm curious to hear what he thinks his value is, right? Because we've had a long, big sample size of him not playing real well and getting injured. We've had a short sample size of him being a dynamic quarterback leading his team to an AFC championship game. So Ryan Tannehill just made a move yesterday live on the show. The news broke. Mm -hmm. It was he has gone over and changed agents. He's now gone to CAA, the same agency that Derrick Henry is. And what we learned later on yesterday, the same agent, not just the agency, but the same agent as Titans GM John Robinson. So my point here is, Juan, listen up. Making points. Is Ryan Tannehill 
does he feel like he is valued higher than the market thinks that he is worth? And more importantly, because Juan, I know you're a Titans fan, what the Titans think he is worth. The Titans have to make a smart business decision. I don't think the Titans want Ryan Tannehill to get away, but they also don't want to overpay for, let's just face it, a unproven quarterback. Ryan Tannehill, if he would have won them a Super Bowl, look at Nick Foles. Nick Foles had a great stellar year. That man got paid by the Jacksonville Jaguars. He didn't have a great stellar year. That's the thing with Nick Foles is he had a really good playoff run, which is which means a lot because he won a freaking Super Bowl. Then he had about a half season the following year of just fine play, but got eighty four million dollars because or eighty eight million dollars from the Jags because he won the Super Bowl the year before. And here's the other thing: more points won. Brian Tannehill, what would he be or what will he be if Derrick Henry goes somewhere else? How big of a factor was Derrick Henry in last year's playoff run? Unbelievable, right? Yeah. How many how many mistakes or blemishes did Derrick Henry cover up because of just the greatness of 22 through a stretch of a couple of months? Right? I, and and I think the Titans they've got to weigh all of these things. I just don't know what Ryan Tannehill feels like his value is or what his agency, well, his new agency feels like. I brought up the NFL.com QB index where they ranked every quarterback to start a game in 2019. That came out uh, yesterday afternoon. And I mentioned that Dak Prescott, while his numbers were great, he was 11th on this quarterback index rating ranking of the quarterback play the last couple this past year. Ryan Tannehill, 6th. 6th out of... 48 or whatever. Ryan Tannehill, six. Here's what they said. Unbelievable From year. off-season castaway to comeback player of the year, 31-year-old passer spent 2019 rewriting his NFL narrative with a mesmerizing 13-game run as a Titans quarterback. Someone's going to pay him stacks of cash, right? Yeah, somebody's going to. And, and Juan says 22 carried the team in the playoffs, pun intended. I don't know where the pun is in there, but yeah, Derrick Henry did carry the team in the playoffs, and Ryan Tannehill still made some big plays. Like, you forget, how did the Tennessee Titans get up 14-0 against the, the Ravens? How, do you remember how? It was two touchdown passes. Well, an unbelievable catch Ryan on Tannehill. third down by Johnny Smith. And then a dime 50 yards down the field to Khalif Raymond right after a stop on fourth down. 14 nothing from Ryan Tannehill's arm. He played and stellar. And then Derrick Henry finished his way with 195 Well, look, yards. again, you can't diminish what the, the threat of Derrick Henry going into that. No, 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 sure. But everybody forgets. And everybody just talks about how, oh, Derrick Henry was the only reason why the Titans won two playoff games. No, Ryan Tannehill scored touchdowns. Ryan Tannehill put up points in those playoff games for sure. So you can't discredit what Ryan Tannehill did. Well, and this is hard because you're at a crossroads, I think, for Titans fans, and we've watched this over several years. You missed on Vince Young, missed on Jake Locker, had the bad years with Mettenberger and Whitehurst, then drafted Mariota. We've officially figured out that Marcus Mariota is not the future for the Tennessee Titans. So got you a playoff win. That's all well and good. The overall, the Titans are searching for a quarterback. They want to have their guy for the foreseeable future. I'm not talking about, like, Ryan Tannehill, I don't want to say never, but probably not going to be the the guy for the next 10 to 12 years. Like, he's not going to become a 
4,000 plus yard passer and 30 plus that's highly that's he's it, not going to be that for the doubtful. next three years like I, I think if Ryan Tannehill can if he drops a little bit in his play from the numbers of this passion then I think I still think you're getting a good fight in the hard decision we had a, a periscoper saying this it says stop saying what uh, without Derrick Henry right you have to say that because you don't know Derrick Henry is an X factor he's a game changer He's a game breaker. He's a game wrecker. You, if you don't have that on your football team and on your offense, your offense looks completely different. It just does. And we don't know if Ryan Tannehill can can make the reads when 22 is now, not a threat. Now, let's remember this. In the game against the Saints where Derrick Henry was not uh, active because he was sitting out with a hamstring injury, Ryan Tannehill was still pretty good. Ryan Tannehill against the Saints threw for 272 three touchdowns on only 27 pass attempts, only 17 completions, and he threw for 272. Uh, and so Ryan Tannehill in that game, that's the only its the only game we have where we can look at where he played for the Titans under this structure, but without Derrick Henry being a threat. And he still played well, and he should have had a chance to win that game if the NFL got the Khalif Raymond hit correct. Uh, on that play late in the fourth quarter where the Saints eventually put but, it away. Uh, but, you, no, but, but, ifs right, and buts. but Zach, you can't like discredit that. You can. No, you cannot. Because yes, the NFL came out and You fight. can. What? You no. can. Yes, but, you can. Because Ryan Tannehill. Because that happens. It happens in the game of football. <laughs> Plays are missed. Calls are missed. But I'm saying, like, you understand what Ryan Tannehill was about to put his team in a position to do. To get the go-ahead score against the Saints Without Derrick Henry. That's what he was about. What about the Bucks fumble? You want to bring that up? Yeah, I, I have brought that up several times. When Today we... on this show? Right? No, you, you, that's no, why that it doesn't matter. Zach, that, that wasn't relevant to the conversation. It, we no, having. it is. It's a blown call that costs the game. It changes the out. When we're it, talking about Ryan Tannehill. The, he, his numbers don't look as good. His win-loss record's different. Zach. D- the ifs and buts, Zach, I'm out on that. You understand what I'm talking about, man? Because I'm saying we're trying to look at what Tannehill could be without Derrick Henry. That's what we're talking about right now. It Knock on wood if you're with me, okay? That's what we're talking about. Without Derrick Henry, Ryan Tannehill was putting his team in position to beat or to have a go-ahead score against the Saints without Derrick Henry, but the refs blew a call. Do you understand the situation we're discussing? I, I, yes, calls are missed around the NFL every Sunday. I understand that. That's not what I'm talking about. But the situation without Derrick Henry, that's what Ryan Tannehill was doing against one of the better teams in the NFL all season long. That fine. That that did happen, but I don't think, and that's the problem with this conversation that John Robinson, I feel, is struggling with or should be struggling with is you don't know that much about Ryan Tannehill. I think you know a lot about Ryan Tannehill. (laughs) You You know for 13 games... He was putting up for, okay, take out the playoff games if you want to feel like it because you're looking at box scores. For 10 games, Ryan Tannehill was putting your offense in a, in, a situa- in a place to be explosive. And he won seven of those games. One of the losses was the Saints I just talked about. Another loss was the Texans that I haven't talked about that was just a really good football game, and it was down to the wire, and there was a 14-point swing on a Ferkser catch fumble on the goal line that was not Tannehill's fault. The other one was the Panthers game, which a com- which was a complete head-scratcher on why Arthur Smith did what he All did. All well and good. Right? How much is that worth? How much? Is- I think it's worth a lot. I think Ryan Tannehill is a $100 million guy. 
that's that's how much that's worth. How many years? A hundred million dollars? Uh, I mean, no less than he's not going to sign anything no less than four years. Tannehill, Tannehill will get four years. A hundred plus, whatever is what I'm saying. Okay, so he's a hundred million dollar plus guy. That's that, okay. That's your evaluation. That's, that's what. That's, that's what the what, market breeds what he did and what you, was worth. Okay, so that's big. Now that we're getting to some points, there, Juan, we're getting to some points. Four years, one hundred million dollars. Does that does that haggle you not to sign Derrick Henry? For the money that you know he's going to have to We're going to talk about Derrick Henry I, I get that. tomorrow. But what I'm saying is, for the Tennessee Titans, can you sign both of them? Yes. Yes, you can sign both. To big contracts. So you think... T- I mean, yes, you can. Now, that also impacts what you can do elsewhere. But, yes, you can. All right, so for the sake of Ryan Tannehill... Would it be smart to do it? Now, that's a different no, thing. Okay. And, and, and Teron asks how much guaranteed money in that Ryan Tannehill contract that I just threw out there. I mean, again, I'm not throwing out harsh numbers. I'm just saying Ryan Tannehill has earned a total contract value in of $100 mind. million dollars plus over at least four years. In that's your mind. vague number. That's what you feel Ryan Tannehill has earned. Correct. So that's Based what, on the quarterback market. Well, it goes stuff. full circle because we, talk, we started the conversation with Ryan Tannehill. I was curious about what Ryan Tannehill valued himself out or as. I think you have now put a number to that is – Four years, hundred plus million dollars. That's what you think Ryan Tannehill is worth. I personally, that maybe, I don't think I he's think worth he's that. Get, I don't know. I think that's what he's getting. I don't think he's worth that. Well, I mean, is any quarterback worth what they're being paid? Is Jimmy Garoppolo worth what he's being paid? That he took him to a Super Bowl. I would say yes. Is okay, Patrick Mahomes is, is, whatever he gets paid? Is Carson Wentz worth his thirty-three million dollars? I would year? say yes. He hasn't played, like, as far as the injury, yes, he's got to learn how to, but Carson Wentz has changed the Eagles franchise. Let's just face it. He put them in position to win a and, Super Bowl. Teron, $100 million, yeah, total contract value means nothing. But, like, there are ways to do the guaranteed money that I'm just not going to get into today because that's just not the discussion that we were planning to have. But I think Ryan Tannehill will get, you know. I think on, what you, he thinks his value is $100 million. But the structure of that, I right? I think most quarterbacks who are getting like four-year deals are getting more than $100 million. But so. most quarterbacks prove themselves over a longer period of time than 13 games. Right? Ryan Tannehill wasn't just, he wasn't terrible in Miami. Like, Ryan Tannehill got the Dolphins to the playoffs. He got hurt, and he couldn't play in that playoff. He was game. a mediocre quarterback. Yeah, he wasn't. With he wasn't one of terrible. The worst run franchises with Adam Gase running the. Running uh, sorry the show. about you, bud. It well, just no, happens. Yeah, I know that. But like Ryan Tannehill was pretty. He was fine for a lot of his years. Like he was putting up solid numbers. He had injury issues, sure. Right. He wasn't great by any. Are you okay with paying a hundred million dollars to a quarterback that's just fine? That's uh, that, that's what I think. That's the overall conversation that John Robinson. Gonna, had. Okay, then if you're not, then draft a guy in the first round. That's those are that's gonna if you're not okay with playing a quarterback a hundred million dollars then you have to draft a guy. Fair, I agree. Because that's what quarterbacks are getting a hundred million dollar contracts nonstop over five years, six years, whatever it is. They're get, like the market is thirty plus million dollars, and I'm not focused on guaranteed money. I understand how important guaranteed money is, but just for the sake of conversation. And- Look, I understand both points. Like Teron's saying, it's easy to say $100 million. I, I agree with that. But I also, I look at, if you look at Ryan Tannehill, 
if Ryan Tannehill feels that he is worth $100 million and 60 to 80 of it is guaranteed like Kirk Cousins, that's a completely different story, right? And I think both, both you and Teron are bringing that up. $100 million is a flat, broad number. It could be like Colin Kaepernick's $119 million contract that really didn't mean much because he didn't see all of that because it was all incentive-based. If, right, I was, so if I was the Titans, he, I would want to incentivize here him. Here you go. Here's a contract that Ryan Tannehill would absolutely get more than. Like No, no matter how you spin it, total money, guaranteed money, Ryan Tannehill will do better than Nick Foles. Nick Foles was four years, $82 million with over $50 million guaranteed. Ryan Tannehill is getting a better deal than Nick Foles got this past offseason because he played better this year, and Ryan Tannehill's agent with CAA now is going to say, my guy, way better than that guy. Give us more money than that guy got. All right, we'll hold, so, we'll no remember. less than Nick Foles. We'll remember that. I don't. I, I personally, again, I'll have to go back and diagnose the numbers and compare And that's just negotiation. Contracts. Like, Nick Foles won a, won a Super Bowl as a... And Ryan Tannehill didn't. Right, but, but Nick Foles has but not... But it's a lot easier... As Ryan a, Tannehill has played way more football and started way more games than Nick Foles. Doesn't has. have a ring. Right. If I'm an agent, you negotiate based on this guy's done this. Yeah, but then that, but then his agent, Tannehill's agent's also going to say, "Well, look at what Nick Foles did this year. He got benched late in the year by Gardner for Gardner Minshew." Like, that, that, that's just again. That's, that's just, a bad point. That, you don't want you don't bring that up. You want you want him to you you as an agent want to bolster your guy. You don't want to bring. I'm not up, talking about Tannehill. I'm talking about. Look at the contract Nick Foles just got, and Nick Foles just got benched late in the year for Gardner Minshew. My guy's getting way more than that guy who got benched for Gardner Minshew. That's what I'm saying. Is that Ryan Tannehill's agent will try to prop up how much better Tannehill is than Nick Foles. But you know, if I was if I was the team, I'd say, what makes me think that that's not going to happen? You just gave an example of one guy won the Super Bowl, one guy won the that's, AFC and Championship game. That's why game. this is called a negotiation. There's point, but counterpoint. Don't bring up bad, but don't bring up the bad points, in my opinion. That's, that's the bad what point. I'm doing, because I'm talking about from Ryan Tannehill's agent perspective. <laughs> That's that's the. I know that I'm you don't in. bring up Nick Foles as a bust because Ryan Tannehill could be a bust. Oh jeez. True. What? No. Like I'm saying, how much better my guy is than Nick Foles, so I can get way more money than what Nick Foles got. Your guy doesn't have a Super Bowl. Yeah, but but the Eagles won that Super Bowl, and Nick, Nick Foles, Foles won that Super Bowl. Philly special. He caught the touchdown. Yeah. He, Great. I know. I know Nick Foles played out of his mind for four games. I get that. But the Eagles also had the number one seed because they were the best team in the NFL, or at least the NFC, for the entire year until Carson Wentz, who was going to win the MVP, tore his ACL. So, look, you can poke holes and whatever. I'm just saying Ryan Tannehill's agent would be smart to show how much better and how much more productive he was than Nick Foles after the contract that Nick Foles got. That's my point there. I know you understand that, and you're just playing devil's advocate on the other side of the negotiation table, which is fine. I understand where you're sitting at. I think it's very simple. We'll wrap up this conversation and move on to Marcus Mariota versus Jameis Winston, which I actually think is going to be a very good conversation for this point in time. But we'll wrap it up like this. The biggest factor, I think, between Ryan Tannehill and John Robinson, the biggest negotiation will be simple. It's guaranteed money because Ryan Tannehill wants guaranteed money so he doesn't have to prove his full worth and his value. The Titans don't want to give that guarantee money because they want Ryan Tannehill to prove his worth and value. Kirk Cousins, who actually ended up probably, I don't know if he was worth the full guaranteed contract, but 
He got the Vikings back to the playoffs. He won them a playoff game. He's improving. Can Ryan Tannehill, and here are the expectations next year, if the Titans pay him guaranteed money, his ass better make the playoffs and I would say even win the division. Sure. But you've got to be you've got to build on what you did last year and the bar is already set. The bar is already set. All right, A to Z Sports, here is our next discussion. Marcus Mariota versus Jameis Winston. Whose offseason situation would you rather be in right now? So we're gonna lay this out. Marcus Mariota versus Jameis Winston. Whose off-season situation would you rather be in right now? But first, let me tell you guys about Mandu. Mandu is the pulse of fitness. One 15-minute workout at Mandu simulates five-plus hours in the weight room. How is that possible? Because of the science of full-body electronic muscle stimulation. You're getting deep in your muscle fibers. You're working those muscles hard for those 15 minutes, uh, doing a full-body workout, not skipping leg day, but you're also not putting any pressure on your joints. I got a bad shoulder. Mandu helps me get my muscles around that shoulder stronger to alleviate that pain. If you got a bad knee, bad back, bad elbow, where lifting weights hurts, don't worry. Mandu is your perfect alternative. It's for everybody. It's for the young athlete who needs help in rehab or just needs help rounding out their fitness routine. Mandu.com is where to go. Your first workout, absolutely free. That, along with the in-body analysis, can help you achieve your fitness goals for 2020. I'm down 8% body fat since last summer. The results are real because of what Mandu has shown me about my body. Mandu.com is where to go. AZ Sports, we are powered by TennesseeTickets.com. Promo code AZ10. That's a trusted website right there, TennesseeTickets.com. Don't use the other guys. Use Tennessee Tickets. They'll save you money. All right, so Marcus Mariota versus Jameis Winston. Which situation would you rather be in? Because you kind of broke this down before the show while we were talking through this potential topic and on on kind of where these two guys are at right now. Mariota or Jameis Winston? Mariota has already proven that he plays really, really bad at times. He's injury-prone. I think he he got a little mind game last year. At times, he doesn't play in key games like Week 17 of two years ago against the Colts to make your team go to the playoffs. James Winston's got other problems too, right? He's got himself, he throws a ton of interceptions. He makes bonehead mistakes on and off the field, let's just face it, right? He's a risk. But the two different situations are Marcus Mariota will be on a different NFL football team next year, guaranteed. I would bet my bottom dollar on that. Jameis Winston, Minus a million. we don't know. We don't know where he's going to be. We don't know how the Bucks feel about their situation. Are they willing to go take a chance on a Phillip Rivers or draft another guy? Or do they want to, you know, send a contract Jameis's way and say, look, Bruce Arians feels comfortable that he can change his ways. He just needs more time. What situation would you rather be in? The possibility of getting a contract, and Winston is already, he values himself in high regard. Sure, and he was talking about, you know, right before he threw his 30th interception of the year, he was saying how he wants $30 million a year on his new contract. he's trying to take advantage of the quarterback market, right? Right. So, would you rather have the ability, the possibility, of making $30 million or $25 million? And we know Mariota ain't going to do that. All right, so which situation would you rather be in? Where you, with Mariota, you know you're going elsewhere for a new opportunity where Jameis is more up in the air on what's going to happen. Now, Mariota still has a lot of things up in the air because he doesn't know where he's going. He just knows he's leaving Nashville. So, And if, and if the Bucks 
keep Jameis Winston, they'll keep him as a starter, right? I mean, they're not going to yeah, pay it, him. It, it's very unlikely that Mariota will be starting week one. He'll have year. to at least compete. Like, I saw a scenario, the Los Angeles Chargers, they take a chance on Mariota, and you know what? They hitch their wagon to Tyrod Taylor and Marcus Mariota doing battle in the offseason to win the starting Basically job. Basically doing like the Browns did a couple of years ago. Right, and look, I don't think that's going to work, uh, yeah, but, right. but that was a scenario. All right, so uh, Assad says Mariota will go to a good team, maybe a backup, the Seahawks, Chargers, Bears, an opportunity to be a starter in the future. Uh, Will says, I think the Chargers will pick up Mariota. Robert says Mariota's going to the Bears. It feels obvious. Mark Helfridge is no longer with Chicago. So, like, Marcus Mariota's head coach at Oregon was the offensive coordinator for the Bears, is no longer that. I think we have to remember that. So, not as obvious. My, the, he can still land with the my Bears. My prediction for the Bears, I don't know why, I think Cam Newton's going to go to the Chicago Bears. I'm, I, that's my bold prediction on a on a Wednesday. Mark says he would take Jameis over Marcus. Orlando says Mariota knows he's a free agent. Jameis still limbo, which is kind of what we're talking about. Brian being ridiculous. Mariota's not going to the XFL. He will get an NFL job for at least a couple of years before the XFL is even a thought. Um, Sean says, even though Mariota had a better career, Winston at least has a chance to stay on his team. Victor says, uh, uh, Victor says, what Zach has pointed out this show is playoff success matters more than anything, so Mariota has a better situation. That's a fair point. I mean, he's definitely proven you that... You feel like you know what you're... You feel like you understand Marcus Mariota more than you understand Jameis. I, I, actually, Jameis I is, disagree with that. Because, because of the... In, both no, of because of the injury thing, I think that's a massive... Like, pros and cons. Like, both quarterbacks have pros... Both quarterbacks have cons. Would you rather have interceptions or would you, which you're on the field while throwing touchdowns, right? Because he's pretty comparable. He throws a ton of touchdowns, throws a lot of picks. Problem with Marcus Mariota is at times he's a head case and he's injury prone, which if you're a head case, you're not helping your team. And if you're injured, you're not helping your team. So I feel like. Now you're not hurting your team. I feel if you're like Mariota Mario is a like safer where you you understand what both guys are. Mariota feels safer than James. But hasn't hasn't Mariota for five years? I know, but hasn't Mariota proven that safe safe is not really the way to go? But I guess it's what you're looking for. Like if you're looking for a backup, I think you I think Marcus Mariota is intriguing as a backup. I think Jameis Winston is more intriguing as a starter at this point in time. Does that make sense? Yeah, no, it, it does. And, and so, which situation would you rather be in? For me, I think knowing that I'm getting a fresh start feels better than not knowing if where I'm at still wants me or not. Well, especially if we're talking about who, like, in the eyes of Marcus Mariota or Jameis Winston, Mariota, I think, has already gotten through the struggle of being a backup, right? I think this year, he had to swallow a lot of his pride. No longer he was the face of Nike. No longer he was that Heisman Trophy winner at Oregon. No longer was he beloved by football fans. Now, as a person, I think he was beloved because he's a really good dude. But I think that goes a long way to, it's like a breakup, right? You could go through the initial heartbreak and then you get better. I think that Marcus Mariota has gone through that he's initial further heartbreak. Further down the rebound process. Exactly. <laughs> Jameis Winston has yet to have his heart broken to realize Man, maybe I'm not as good James, as I thought James I was. Sleep on the couch right now. Yeah, maybe. Yeah, and and it's a mindset. I think that that is a massive thing 
That's why I would say, emotionally, I think Marcus Mariota is in a better situation just because he's further on in the breakup I, process. I, I, I agree. I, I agree. I think James Swiss is still holding on hope. Yeah, I, I would rather be in Mariota's situation where at least I can move forward and not be like one foot in, one foot out. Now the money the money is completely different, sure, right? Yeah, Mariota's not gonna get anywhere close to thirty million. And Jameis, there's a possibility that he does. Now, I'm not saying it's a good probability, but it's possible that the Bucks say, you know what, we're going to give you a two-year, $60 million contract or whatever right. and say, this is what you're going to do. And you're not going to get that money anywhere else. Mm-hmm. So it's weighing money or it's weighing emotion and kind of betting on yourself. Uh, Will says Mariota will become some team's gadget guy like Taysom Hill. I think Taysom Hill and Mariota at this point in their careers are different athletes. Taysom Hill is way more. But I, I like that. I like Taysom that. Taysom Hill is way more explosive and aggressive than Marcus Mariota is as an athlete. Yes, but I like that comment by Will because I think that Mariota, he is at right right now. He's just a gadget guy. He's not a it's, starting it's funny quarterback. Because Taysom Hill is like literally, like three or four years older than Marcus Mariota. But I, I feel like Marcus Mariota is older than Taysom Hill, <laughs> just because of all the things that Mariota has been through. All the injuries, his his football, Marcus Mariota's football age is way older than his, like, real-life age. Does that make sense? Yeah. Because he's just, all the things that he's been through, his body's beaten up. Now, he'll have a chance to heal and all this. But I just think Taysom Hill is more of a fresh athlete. Well, right G-Man on base brings up this up on Periscope and says, and we'll find this out. It's like Ryan Tannehill, now he's on the second act of his football career. Marcus Mariota is about to be on the second act of his football career. Sometimes you have three or four acts. Who knows? I mean, you could jump around. We saw this with Alex Smith, right? He had a second act of his football career. He actually ended up having a third act in Washington, and unfortunately it ended in a horrific injury. But Marcus Mariota is beginning his second act. What will he become? Will he get, first of all, opportunity, right? Or will he be a backup? Because if you're a backup for Phillip Rivers or Eli Manning, you're probably not going to play, right? I mean, their careers say if you get a quarterback that just is consistently on the field. But if he goes to a situation, maybe he backs up Mitchell Trubisky. The probability is he's going to get on the field. Right. Right? And so I think if I was Marcus Mariota, I want to go to the situation that best gives me the opportunity to prove my value as a quarterback in another uniform. And you're not going to do that going to the Saints. You're not going to do that going backing up Tom Brady, the Patriots. Like You're just not. So try to set yourself up for success. Maybe be in a quarterback competition in L.A. Uh, with Tyrod Taylor. I think that sets you up very nicely. But don't go to, don't go to Cincinnati, right? Because Joe Burrow is going to be the starter from day one. Because sure. they need butts in seats in the jungle. All right, A to Z Sports. Let's get to throwing shade. Also, I just saw Mel Tucker's coaching salary uh, that he's about to get at Michigan State compared to what he got paid at Colorado. I'll tell you that Mel Tucker coaching stat. Mel Tucker's the new head coach. Of, uh, yeah, have you been sleeping under a rock uh, this morning? I haven't been paying. Okay, yeah, Mel Tucker M- hired Michigan State. Breaking news is not in the highlights. I mean, high it just hits list. Twitter, and as long as you get on Twitter, you see it this morning. But Mel Tucker was well, the same thing. You didn't see the baseball thing. I thought, look, it's Trevor one of the Bauer, different. Yeah, they don't know what we're talking about. I didn't see the Trevor. I, I still have not heard the Trevor. What have you been doing? Living under a rock? I've, kid? I've heard about. I've heard about the Trevor Bauer thing. <laughs> I, 
I hadn't seen the video, but I've heard about it. Mel Tucker hired his Michigan State head coach. I've got his salary number coming up, but it's it's pretty nuts. But first, throwing shade. Zach's going to throw a shade on a gold digger that we don't have to deal with anymore. But first, he's going to tell you guys about TennesseeTickets.com. Yes, AZ10. That's the promo code. That's where you need to go. TennesseeTickets.com. 10 a.m. Friday. You've got two big concerts coming out. You can go to them, save $10 off at checkout. Rolling Stones go on sale, and also Joe Rogan and Dave Chappelle. Unfortunately, we're going to be at the draft during the Joe Rogan-Dave Chappelle thing, but we'll be in Vegas. If you're here in Nashville, go to TennesseeTickets.com, 10 a.m. on Friday. They'll hook you up with those tickets. All right, A to Z Sports here uh, live on a Wednesday Mel Tucker hired as uh, the Michigan State head coach after one year at Colorado. His salary increases over the last six years are absurd. He went in 2015, made a half million dollars. Then he was at $850,000 and $900,000. In 2018, as Georgia's defensive coordinator, $1.5 million. One year as Colorado's head coach. $2.4 million. And now he will make $5.2 million a year at Michigan State. That is just insane growth over the last six years. That is insane growth. I don't hate that because I listened to a podcast. Uh, it was Winners and Losers on Mel Tucker losses. or Wins and Losses for, for Clay Travis. I listened to a podcast. I, I earned a lot of respect for Mel Tucker. Same. And I actually I heard that news. I was like, good for that guy. Yeah. And Darren Ravel says Mel Tucker's coaching salary has risen 940% over the last six years. All right. I just wa- think if you guys raise your salary 940%. I, I want to address this before we get to our shade and make sure you comment on shade. Jeff Rubel, I'm curious to see what your shade is. It's not like I've been I've been paying attention. I know I, I, I can multitask. I, I've got a good landscape of what's going on. I saw your comment at the beginning of the show. Yep. But I want to address Sean's comment because a lot of people, if they watch this show, they know that I religiously bring up week 17 from two years ago. Sean says, Zach will side shade. My name is actually spelled correctly right up there on the board, but he sold it with a K. Not a big deal. It seems like you have animosity towards Marcus not playing in week 17, two years ago. Let it go, dude. A franchise always looks for an excuse to lowball a player at contract time. And you chastise the guy for thinking five minutes in front of his face. Now, Sean, as we've said, the great LeBron James says, earned, not given. Respect is earned, it's not given. And also, I also uh, John Calipari's kid. I, I also lost that tattooed on his chest. I lost a lot of respect for Marcus Mariota when he didn't play. And you know what? That's my prerogative. Sean, you can think completely differently. And you know what? I respect your opinion. You may not respect mine. That's fine. But I've always said, when... The rubber meets the road when push come to shove and you got to lay it all on the line. I want guys, I want players that are going to go to war, not battle, right? We pick and choose our battles in life. But when it's week 17, rivalry, Andrew Luck, Sunday night football at home and you're dealing with an injury, I want my guy out there. We knew Blaine Gabbert was going to lose that game. We knew it. And you know what? The Titans had an opportunity. They had the team to beat the Colts that year. And Marcus Mariota chose not to. That was his prerogative. But it doesn't mean that I can't judge him based on his actions. Not his words. Actions speak speak larger than words. 
And you know what, Sean? I'll tell you this. If Marcus Mariota moves on and becomes very successful, becomes a gamer, leads his team to the playoffs, leads his team to an NFC or AFC championship game, or God forbid a Super Bowl, he will earn that respect back. But right now, as a football player, he's lost it in my eyes. All right, A to Z Sports throwing shade at the end of every show on Wednesday. Zach just kind of went on some side shade, so I will start with my shade. Uh, Wife and I, Saturday afternoon slash early evening, we're trying to get some stuff done around the house. We've had a bunch of clothes that we've been trying to take uh, to good. We had like a Goodwill pile and the Plato's Closet pile that we could probably get a little bit of cash for. We got 50 bucks for a few things, so whatever. But then we take the rest of it to Goodwill on a Saturday night. They stopped accepting donations at 7.30. We leave Plato's Closet, uh, and we are going to be at Goodwill at 7.05 via the GPS, right? So we're fine, right? All you gotta do is drop it off. So we are right there. You, the Goodwill downtown right off of 8th Avenue, you know what I'm talking about? I do. So we are going under the, under the interstate, under the bridge, and then all of a sudden, trains down. And we are first in line. And we're like, all right, here comes a train. Like, oh, and I haven't got stuck behind a train in a while. You know, this is kind of fun. So we watched, we read the graffiti, and we kind of talked a little bit. It's fun, five, it's five fun minutes, for a very short period Five of minutes time. later, this, man, this train's moving fast. A few minutes later, this train's slowing down. Like, really slowing down. Uh, now God. we're like, okay. And again, remind you, I can see Goodwill through the train cars as they go. It's like right there. I feel like I could almost throw my clothes over the train and somehow, like, train robber style, get over to Goodwill myself by the time this train's being done. So we decide, all right, I look up on the GPS. I got an alternate route to get to Goodwill. So right, let's try it. You back up, we, get well, out? Because people behind us have already bailed on the situation. So you waited so a little too we're long. Like, we're like 10 minutes in here. No, because I turn, I go the alternative route. Guess what? Train right there again the alternative route. So we go back. And the train is still inching forward. Time check? Time check, we're at 10 minutes. Okay, so it's 7.20. Caboose goes by. And we're like, yes, all right. 10-minute train, not that big of a deal. We're all good. But guess what? Back-to-back trains. Now this one's coming from the other direction. Another 10-minute train. Like, why? Like, you're holding up. That's bad luck. Like, 10 minutes Back to back, so th- 25 minutes of trains. Is Train, this, I don't, I feel, and you bring up a point. Like trains don't think about the common no, man. they don't. It's like back to back trains. Could you not have done this any better to help us have an opportunity? I just got it. And the worst part is you get through there, you walk out, the old man sitting on the Goodwill doorsteps, like, you said it right there. You're like, okay. And so, now we're just They going did accept home. it. They accepted. Oh the, yeah, they did because we were like we were like three minutes before seven. Oh, okay, see, uh, see, I thought this story was, was going to go take a terrible was, and turn. And I'm like looking on my GPS. I'm like, if I go this way, we can get around it. And she's like, Jenny's like, well, is that going to take more time than it will to sit out this other? Like, I've I've never seen back to back trains before, and it sucked. I, and I was just like, this just. I've been I've been stopped. I've like. I've been in a train, I've backed up, I've gone around, and then I've got stopped by that same train, right? It's just, it hasn't passed yet. Right. But I've never had back-to-back back trains. Back-to-back trains going opposite direction. I'm like, you've got to be kidding me. Wow. That, hey, that's fair shade. Train, like trains, trains think that they're above people. Like, and they, you know what? Trains should be above people, as in their tracks should go above the road, over or below us. 
so we can just get to where we need to go. The thing is, I, it would suck if I lived over there because that train track just runs right across the street and blocks all the, like, it blocks so many different like, actual blocks of, like, neighborhoods on that side of Nashville. So if a train gets by, you're just stuck and you have to wait for it. I, I, trains suck. Uh, Ethan gives the gets the love of the show because Zach talking about week seventeen is the least favorite thing about this show, and that's why I do it. Ethan is just to grind your gears. I do it well. And Sean, another one of your your the I think it was top fan brought it up. That was the reason why I brought it up. That's fair. Train shade. Uh, let's go through shade. Make sure you comment. Robert says my shade is at the rain that uh, that we're having along. Uh, a week long drought would be nice. Don't you wish it was snow? I'm ready. F- no, no, hell no. I do. Hell no. I, I, I care less about it. snow. You know why? Because snow makes everybody else worse in Nashville. And yeah, well, that's been documented. But my good news on Friday was it snowed and everybody was okay driving. And then I got home at but noon. But if it was snowing like it was raining, I mean. Yeah, I know. <laughs> that's why I wanted it to be snow. Like it's February. It should be cold enough for this four inches of rain to be to be like twenty inches of snow. That's what I want. I want snow. I want blizzard. I, I want that because that's something you don't forget. All right. Uh, Sean says, my shade is the flu. His son played three basketball games this past weekend, found out the next morning he had the flu. Granted, he scored 28 points in one, 50 total in three games. A little little nod to his kid. Uh, he told him later it was an MJ flu game. Now he's getting better. So a little MJ flu game right there. Ethan says Austin wants the multi-ton trains going overhead on bridges that wear down over time. How many trains go on bridges? Like, give me a freaking break. Like, th- that happens. Like, that's been happening for centuries. Trains going on bridges. So don't act like that's ridiculous, Ethan. All right. My, tr- my, my shade goes towards uh, an icon of an era. Okay, probably if you're of the age of, I don't know, 30 to 40 to 25, whatever. So I'm, I'm included. Right, okay. you're included. At you're first in this. you didn't include me. You're in this, you're in this. Okay. Pamela Anderson, right? <laughs> Pam Anderson was, I mean, she was a knockout, a 10. Now, this is Baywatch. And as the years have gone where she's gotten hepatitis C, went with Tommy Lee, has had some struggles, right? But here is my shade. Pamela Anderson has turned out how she doesn't have any money is baffling to me. Not surprising, but baffling. Hollywood producer John Peters claimed Monday. Who the hell John Peters is? Well, don't really know. He also he produced the a store, Star is Born in 2018, so there's some frame of reference. Okay. 12-day marriage to Pamela Anderson. 12 days? 12 days. Within that 12 days, this idiot, idiot, paid off like $200,000 of her debt, and then she said, I'm out of here. This gold-digging, trifling, you-know-what, I'm not even going to say it out loud because I'm going to let your imagination run wild, married this man for 12 days, took advantage of him, then put him out to the woodshed. Shade on you, Pamela Anderson. You, oh my God, I can't say so many things that I want to say, but shade on you. 
Pam Anderson, 52 years old, and I say old because look at this woman. She's had some work done. John Peters, 74. I'm not talking. Yeah, poor John. Guy. John. Yeah, poor guy. Well, he's a lot just, poorer now because he's two hundred thousand dollars out. What I'm talking about. Ridiculous. Now, stupidity on both sides. I don't want to say that, but he also said that Pam Anderson proposed to him in a text message. So, shade on both of you fools. John Peters, don't be an idiot to fall for it when Pam Anderson proposes to your dumbass via text message. Probably not the love of your life. I don't know. Look, I, I, I want to say that life is your, the world is your oyster in your life, right? But at 74, marrying a girl that has hepatitis C, or previously, I don't know if she's gotten that fixed yet, that... Millions upon millions have seen her have sex with Tommy Lee based on a, a, a sex tape. Don't marry her because you're going to get screwed probably once, but probably twice. Okay. And not the best ways that you're thinking about it. So shade first on Pam Anderson, that trifling, you know what? And second shade on John Peters for being a dumbass. That's my shade. All right, we'll see you guys later on. Buck Rising tonight. It is Esports Primetime. Had a good show last night talking about uh, how Ryan Tannehill complicated the Titans offseason. So we'll see what Buck has in store tonight. It is Esports Primetime. Make sure you follow us on Twitter at A to Z Sports, Instagram at A to Z Sports, and our Facebook page. We'll see you guys on a Titans Thursday. New segment coming tomorrow. Get ready for it, Titans fans. Big Titans Thursday tomorrow. We'll see you guys then. Have a good one. Adios.